This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our Full Focus Planner annual subscriptions. Get a year's supply of Full Focus Planners to power a year of achievement at fullfocusplanner.com. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs here with Blake Stratton and Neil Samudra. Oh yeah, I'm back. Welcome back, Neil. By popular demand. Oh yeah. Blake, last time I was on the podcast, you weren't here. I know. I know. I was I was out by popular demand. <laughs> but I'm glad I'm glad to be here with you. We've had many a, a productive conversation offline, and so it's about time we broadcast it to everybody. Finally. For all you listeners, Blake and I go way back. We're actually brothers. Mm-hmm. from another mother mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look a lot alike totally similar Spin skin tone image. yeah general physique and height uh i can't grow a mustache like you i wish i could i can't well you can grow a beard so you have that over me it's debatable debatable whether or not this actually enters that category verbs is looking at me like that, that ain't no beard so hey, anyway effort, we're we're connected though and and today we're connected in a virtual sense over on Zoom, whatever app we're using right now. But the theme of this episode is actually all about connection and how it's going to help you, dear listener. So I'm excited to have you on, Neil. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for joining us. And we always like to start off just, you know, with a question to kind of get things going. But here it is. Have you ever gotten halfway into a goal, maybe, only to see that your progress is stalling or it's just flat stalled out. You don't know who you're talking to, Verbs. Neil's, yep. Neil's never stalled on a goal. <laughs> never. <laughs> I've never only gotten halfway onto a goal. I always completed if you started, 150%. It's done. Yeah. That's why we're talking. That's why you're on the show. We want to know the secret <laughs> soft to that 150% goal completion. <laughs> well, obviously, I'm joking. Obviously, this has happened way too many times to count. Uh, Yes. Oh. <laughs> so yes is his answer. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for answering that question. I see that hand. There are too many times I was to, to count. Think of an example. And so we will not try. We will not attempt to count them. Move Thank on. you for joining us on Focus on This. No, because I mean it is possible that you know no matter what you do, sometimes you can't seem to recover the momentum that you lost once you've stalled, and so you're distracting yourself with less important work because you're tired of just being stuck. I mean that that can be taxing sometimes. And then you get discouraged, then you feel defeated, and you catch yourself asking, why even try and not put any more effort towards that goal? So there's got to be a way forward as far as getting unstuck, and that's what we want to talk about today. What I hear a lot from people is, I just need to be more disciplined. Hmm. When people stall out on goals, it's always, they look internal and they go, what's broken in me that is making this goal so hard? And the truth we want to illuminate first on this episode is that you were not designed to do these big, risky, difficult, satisfying goals all by yourself. They may be a personal goal for you, but instead of shifting the blame or looking for what's wrong internally, 
the shift you can make is to look externally, not to find blame, but to find friends, to find people who can bring you strength, help you get unstuck and move you forward to continued progress on your goals. So when you find other people, what you're saying is that's when you start making progress on your goals. That's what I'm talking about. Boom. Sometimes it's hard to know how to get somebody's help. Mm-hmm. Maybe you feel like you're being selfish. Maybe it's just you don't have someone in your life who you think would understand you or your goals. That's right. We talked about on a previous episode how I'm a, I'm a misunderstood Enneagram 4. So my challenge is no one's going to get the uniqueness of my problem or something. Sure. But you know, it's interesting that Neil's on this episode because Neil is someone that I had to learn how to get his help, but he really helped me a lot in a previous uh, career endeavors get unstuck. Mm. And totally, if you can remember, you know, if we go to 1996, Tom Cruise, sometimes you, <laughs> there it is. you you're just asking, you're saying, help me help you. And so if you feel like you need some help, some guidance, how can I enlist people so that I'm not carrying this burden? Now? I'm not staying stuck alone, but I can actually benefit from others. Um, it's There's not one size fits all. We actually have multiple ways that we're going to explore to help others help you. So Blake, then how can people help us make progress on our goals? Well, Neil... Thank you for the alley-oop, my friend. <laughs> there we've you go. Got, we've got four specific ways, let's call them contributions, that people can make or you can give to somebody else to help them get unstuck. Okay, so are we ready to hit it, Verbs? Should we just I dive in? I think we are. Would you do the honors of walking us through that first contribution? Sure. First contribution is simply encouragement encouragement. But Neil, you're some as someone who is a giver of encouragement at least to me. I'm curious your perspective on what does it look like to give encouragement well to someone who's on their way to, towards a goal and and maybe uh, even more beneficial is for those of us that maybe feel vulnerable or don't know how to ask for the encouragement we need. I'm curious your perspective on those two directions of encouragement. Yeah. Well, first off, I would say that giving encouragement is a lot simpler than it looks. I think we make it much more complicated and we try to go out of our way to give encouragement. But really, giving encouragement is something that can happen in the moment. It could be simply reminding people who they are, saying, hey, you're strong. Or if someone was giving me encouragement, they'd be like, you're the flyest Indian guy I know. (laughs) know. That is very encouraging for me to hear. But, you know, it could also be just asking the right question. I think that's important important because uh, you could ask a person, hey, why would you get into this? And they do the work themselves with that self-discovery that brings them to a point of encouragement. I like that. I'm big on that. Verbs, has anyone ever given you encouragement, my friend? Because if not, Neil and I got you. <laughs> We're here for you, man. One thing that's helpful that I find, Neil, I don't know, or, or verbs, maybe you feel this way, but sometimes we get so obsessed with where we're going that we can forget how far we've come. Hmm. So what I found is really encouraging. You know, I think about 
just even in my marriage, sometimes if, if my wife's going after something, she's like, oh, you know, I'm still not doing this and this. One of the simplest tools is just to think about, okay, well, where were you six months ago? You know, or where were you last year? You know, when we were dealing with this or, you right. know, it just, just to help the person look back and, and take a look at the progress and, and measure how much has been gained, I think is huge. Yeah. So I think we need to circle back and talk about what encouragement is, you know, to encourage, to me, it means to put courage into, like to put courage into someone. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's so key that we fall back on that definition, because the truth is, if we're achieving hard goals, if we're doing hard things, we're gonna need courage. And there's no shame in asking to get courage from other people. So that's why this whole point is so crucial. We need encouragement to continue on the journey. Yeah, and I think this is good what you're saying, Neil, because at some point, obviously we all will need encouragement, but these contributions that we're talking about today will also help us know how to encourage other people. So it's that whole it's that whole circle of reciprocity sort of thing because we, we'll know it when we're encouraged. That way, if we ever come across someone who needs it, um, we'll know what to do in that case as well. So the second contribution I want to highlight is something I call the narrative check. The narrative check, meaning what is the narrative or what is the story that you're telling yourself? Mm. And is that story, is that narrative really true? See, sometimes, Neil, let me teach you something here, Neil. Sometimes the story that you're telling yourself is not true. And we would call that what? A limiting belief. And if you believe something to be true that is false, you are holding, it's like running with ankle weights on. Like you can try to go towards your goal, but those beliefs, that narrative is boxing you in, it's weighing you down, and it's actually sabotaging your own progress. So a narrative check. Neil, have you ever had to have a narrative check? Or have you ever given a narrative check? Well, you know, as we talk about this, one story comes to mind. It was actually you, Blake. You gave me a narrative check. There was one time where I was deep in my business. This was before I joined Michael Hyatt and Company. And really, I was just overworking. You know, the double win was not part of my story. I was uh, given too much to my work. And you said this one time we were grabbing lunch. And you said, work is not meant to be everything. Work is not meant to be our whole lives. And what you're doing here is not meant to fulfill you 100%. And that was just the narrative check that I needed because I was living and acting in such a way that work was everything. That was just what I needed in the moment. Wow. I'm so wise. Man. You are. Now, <laughs> I'm going to throw the question. I'm going to throw the question right back at you, Blake. Bonus points if I gave you a narrative yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a narrative check. What's so key with the narrative check is, I'll, I'll highlight this before I share an example, um, but is just permission. It's permission. Mm, yeah. So if you're, I'll, I'll raise my hand. I'm glad it worked out well in that instance, Neil, <laughs> but I think you had sort of given me the green light. Let me just say, I, sometimes I I'll be like, hey, let me give you a narrative check. And people are like, whoa, never asked for it, friend. And that can turn out poorly. 
So I think it's really helpful to have people in your life who are challenging that narrative. Neil, I'm going to save a story about you for our next contribution. But for me, yes, one of the things, you know, I recently had a narrative check and it was something where I was uh, attempting this big goal that was kind of outside of the norm for me related to work and um, trying to you know generate revenue and that sort of thing. And I felt really scared. I felt nervous and I was actually concerned about what someone else might think about this. And I would say that if you're feeling fear, insecurity, mm. doubt, those are red flags that you're probably believing a story that's not true. Exactly. Because when we believe, not to, you know, break out the scuba gear too early today, but when we're believing something that's true, we will feel more free, more empowered, um, more brave. Even if something is scary, it's not the type of scary that's a fight or flight. It's the type that is like, you know, hey, uh, this is this is thrilling type of scary. If we're not feeling that way, then we're probably believing something that's not true. And so I actually called up a friend of mine. It was just on an impulse. And the reason I called him up was, uh, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, like my goals in my career or my finances are would be nothing to him. Not that they wouldn't be important, but that they, you know, he's crossed that threshold a decade ago or more. Yeah. And so when you're thinking about who should I seek out to help me check my narrative, you probably want to seek somebody out who's already accomplished what you're trying to accomplish. Otherwise, they may just contribute to a false narrative because they also mm-hmm. maybe feel hopeless or stuck by that situation. So that, and, and, you know, what he did was basically squash my fear. You know, he's like, oh, he's like, what? Yeah. Come on, Blake, you got that. You know, like, that's not that big a deal. I wouldn't even worry about that. And all of a sudden I felt empowered, just like, oh yeah, I don't have to be afraid of what this person might say or think. Yeah. So that that to me is my, I guess, an instance or a story of of a narrative check is looking to those who you know beyond a shadow of a doubt they're going to have an upgraded narrative. I'm glad you called me that day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. That wasn't me. But question though, before you go to your amazing story about Neil's encouragement, um, yes. you did mention permission and that being just a critical piece as far as receiving encouragement on a narrative check. My question is: Let's flip it on the question on its head. What if it's an accurate narrative check that doesn't come from somebody that you've actually given permission to do that? How how receptive or not would you be to that sort of situation? Well, that's interesting because they haven't built trust equity with you, right? So you haven't put them in that position where they're intimate with you enough for them to see a false narrative being worked out in your life. I think for me, and I'm saying this from experience. I feel like this happened recently, actually. Mm-hmm. I would take more time to process it. Like a couple of weeks ago, someone gave me a narrative check that I just was not expecting. And the next day I was in my journal about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're right. <laughs> and I think that's just how I work. If I haven't given someone permission sure. to give me a narrative check, I need more time to process it. And I usually come to the conclusion whether it's right or not. But if it's someone I trust and I've given permission, like for instance, my wife, if she calls me out on something, it's 100% true. If you are experiencing feelings, your feelings are are really there for your benefit to give you feedback on 
what thoughts you're having. Your thoughts are really the things that are driving your feelings, even if it takes a, a while if the travel distance is there. So if I'm having feelings of I'm incapable, I'm weak, this is impossible, I'm stuck, there's there's something there. You know, maybe the belief is uh, I'm just terrible with money, you know, uh, so I can't actually hit this financial. Here I am stuck again. If the feelings you're having are excitement, uh, feeling empowered, feeling encouraged, feeling passionate, there's a, you know, those things, feeling free, feeling powerful, that's a sign. Those feelings are giving you feedback that the thoughts you're having uh, are productive in nature and that the narrative you're having is, is productive. And so if you're, if someone gives you feedback and it actually just makes you feel worse, you know, that's worth calling into question. And if you're wondering if the reason you're stuck is because maybe you're believing a false narrative, you know, having a setback is not necessarily cause for feeling bad. You know, the truth is setbacks are cause for feeling good. You know, if you're lifting weights, you hope you're experiencing setbacks every time you get in the gym, right? That's what it is. And so if your perception of your setbacks is calling you, causing you to feel weak, stuck, small, then it's time for a narrative check. All right. So contribution number three is solidarity. Yeah. So I think there are a few things more powerful than being with someone. You know, it's easier to do hard things when we're not doing them alone. We're doing them with people. And for some goals, it's really just easier for someone to join you. And when that's the case, go for it. Like, for instance, if you have some physical health goal, you can work out with someone else or uh, you want to hit this reading goal. You could read books with another person. Um, if you want to start eating healthier, it might be better, easier for you to enlist someone else with you in that journey. Mm. You know, solidarity and being with people often makes goal achievement easier because there's power in togetherness, right? Two is better than one. No, that's great. I can recall um, actually a couple of years ago now, there was a men's event coming up. There was like a year away from the actual date of the event. And uh, there was a couple of guys that I knew wanted to attend. I had to attended previously. It was obviously a financial commitment that, uh, you know, you had to contribute to get to the event. So as we talk about solidarity, I found an app online that basically allowed you to get everybody into a, um, it's basically kind of like a, a money pool. So you can track and see who's accruing or putting money in to their goal. And that sends you alert to say, hey, so-and-so just put in $100 toward their you know $1,000 goal. And just being able to see that, hey, other people are moving on this too, and I don't want to be left behind. I found that encouraging because we all agreed that, hey, we want to get to this men's event and have a good time. And we want to get there together, leaving nobody behind. And uh, so just being able to get in and be able to see each other's progress and each other's commitment for that for that year was like an amazing thing. I had never tried anything like that before, but I felt like we all benefited. And most of the people who were in that in that group actually ended up coming to the event as well. And um, so that was just a great moment of, of solidarity as we're talking about it. That sounds so fun. It was. It was indeed. <laughs> so obviously I have to ask, Blake, you said you had a story about me in which I gave you just amazing wisdom or <laughs> gave you life. 
Yeah. Uh, I think you... the listeners are dying to hear that. <laughs> well, there's maybe two kinds of solidarity, if I could distinguish. I think there's the solidarity of like, hey, join my running group, you know, and we're literally pursuing the same goal together. Mm-hmm. But there's another solidarity that is a, hey, I'm I'm with you and I'm invested in your goal. Maybe I'm not running the exact same race step for step with you, but I'm with you. And it's closely connected to encouragement. I think encouragement sometimes can look like a word of encouragement, like, hey, you know, here's this or notice this. Solidarity is almost more foundational than encouragement, I think, which is just saying, hey, I see you, I get you, I'm with you, let's do this. And I remember so Neil. So I see where this is going. <laughs> that was well, a there's a lot of examples way. of this with you, Neil. I feel like, but there was one time uh, I asked you to to drinks. I think, or maybe it was lunch or something like that. And uh, knowing me in this season, I certainly needed a cocktail, so it was probably drinks. And I was so yeah, I had apple down. juice. <laughs> I was so down, and really, really in a bad spot. Like um, you know, business kind of falling apart, uh, in over my head, feeling very incapable and very stuck, probably needed a narrative check, probably needed some encouragement, some feedback, probably needed these different you know challenge points. But what I remember bringing that to you and and I was emotional, you know, was I think your instincts kicked in to go, I think what Blake needs first is solidarity, which is simply the acknowledgement that boy, those challenges you're facing sound really hard, but I'm with you. You know, I've, I've been there. You're going to make it through. You know, you, you've got this type of energy given back, directed back. And ultimately, I would say after that meeting, Neil, there was three or four opportunities, one of which ended up being what turned into my job at Michael Hyatt and company. But, yep. um, there was, to be honest, there was multiple opportunities that came after that meeting. And I think so much of it was my perspective shifted because I had solidarity from someone that mm. really understood and grasped the gravity of what was going on, you know, in my situation and understood the goal, you know, understood where I was trying, what I was trying to achieve. So solidarity is one of those things that's probably of, of all the the points we're listing here. It's one that may seem like the the smallest or like the least creative or least efforted type of contribution that you can give to somebody, but it's oftentimes the most powerful to just be with someone on the journey towards their goal. So thanks, Steele. I thought you were going to bring up this story and I remember it exactly. And you know what I would say to that is it wasn't that hard for me to give you solidarity to be that safe space for you in that moment. Because when you came into that restaurant where we were meeting like I could tell you were hurting and you needed that encouragement and someone should just be with you there and so it wasn't that hard for me to give that to you to create that safe space I think when we're in those vulnerable positions where we just need that solidarity once we feel that safety of being with other people who know and see us that allows opportunities to open up right? That's what gets us moving forward to the next stage. Absolutely. That we would all have a friend like Neil. Man, I sound awesome. 
Contribution number four is feedback. Sometimes when you're venturing into new territory, we need people that's outside of ourselves to help us navigate. I don't know if either one of you would would agree, but I know I find feedback extremely helpful and constructive. Yeah. You know, this also reminds me of a time when Blake and I, we used to get together at the beginning of 2020 and talk about our goals and give each other feedback on our goals. Uh, that was a fun time, man. Yeah. Why don't we do that anymore? We gotta because a global pandemic happened. Oh, right. That's what it was. <laughs> That's why we stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that pandemic old thing. Yeah, but we both were looking for someone to speak into our lives and uh, give us that feedback that calls us out and pushes us further while, you know, having our best at heart. And we found that in each other. Yeah, feedback is is really, really key. And I think the magic of it is everybody has blind spots. Everybody has blind spots. And it's one of those things where it's like, why wouldn't you it can hurt sometimes when you someone points out a, an area that you didn't see or challenges you on something. But if you can get past that, if you can just say, hey, like nobody's perfect, I'm not taking this personally. Something that Michael says that I love is a goal is just as much about who you become as it is about what you accomplish. Mm. And getting feedback along the way is just going to accelerate who you can become in the pursuit of your goal. Yes, I love that. And you know, it's so scary to ask for feedback and receive feedback. But one of the things that I've been reminding myself of lately is that fear leads to wisdom. That's great. And it's such a wise thing to do to ask for feedback. And so you ha- if you have that fear, that's healthy. And what's going to come out of it is just wisdom for your life moving forward. Yeah. This is another one of those where you probably need permission, you know, if you're the one giving it. And it's also one, if you feel like, well, I'm so stuck, why doesn't anyone help me? Maybe you haven't explicitly asked for it and people may not feel comfortable giving you the feedback. So I think, you know, like you said, Neil, it's good to ask for feedback. And if you want, I'll I'll just mention here a few options to sort of direct the feedback. So it's not just, hey, can you give me some feedback? That's kind of a hard question to answer. But maybe you could say something like, hey, you know, can you give me some feedback on um, my effort? Like I'm doing my best, but do you think there's more in the tank? Uh, You know, a great example of this is your personal trainer at the gym. They have a sense for what's your best effort, but also what's safe. Um, And and that's an example. You may also want to ask for alternative solutions. Hey, is there there a better way to do this that you can think of? Because all I can think of is X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, what do you see? I was doing my after action review. I'm kind of confused as to what's not adding up here. Do you see something that's broken or not working or that's missing? Or, you know, maybe it's just, can you give me some feedback on how I can finish well? Because I feel kind of stuck right now. Right. Uh, yeah, I'll give you an example real life from, from this, if I can, of, of how to push through. <laughs> and it's a great example of a total blind spot I had. But a word of feedback kind of saved me. And it was my friend, Jason. Uh, this was, I mean, boy, this was a decade ago, but I still remember it. I was in such a funk. I was low energy, uh, low inspiration, low motivation to really work on uh, my goals, uh, to really, to be honest, just to, I, I just felt in a funk, kind of in a, 
I, I won't use the word depression because, uh, you know, I don't know that it was anything clinical or that heavy, but it did kind of feel that way for lack of a mm-hmm. better term. And I was like, Jason, you know, Jason, I, I would go to him for spiritual advice, emotional advice. He's a counselor by trade. So I was like, Jason, you know, what, you know, is there, I'm wounded or what's happening? Can you give me something? What do I journal about? And he said, hey, when's the last time that you did something just for fun? Mm. And I was like, uh, and I literally couldn't remember. I was like, I don't know. I guess a few months ago we went, you know, it was Christmas and I sang a carol. And <laughs> he was like, okay, um, let's not, he, he's like, just this weekend, go play basketball or like go do something that's just for fun and then come talk to me. And it was crazy because I, that was totally off my radar. And if you're pushing hard towards the goal, maybe you needed to hear that too. But it gave me so much energy. It totally rejuvenated me. And then once my biology was re-energized and refreshed, guess what? So were my emotions. So was my mentality. Yeah. So getting that outside feedback to spot those blind spots, so helpful. Blake, I got to say, someone gave me the exact same feedback. It was actually my wife. Uh, <laughs> Who's also, also a counselor. <laughs> also a therapist. <laughs> I said that like 10 times in the last episode I was on. <laughs> But my wife gave me that same uh, advice and it was just so good for me because I think I need reminders that I'm not this constant self-improvement project, mm-hmm. right? That I don't have to keep pushing myself to reach a goal and that I could just do something for the fun of it. That, that I think that would have freed a lot of people up just now, just what you said, just even in their own thinking is that I'm not a, would you say a constant self-improvement project? Yep. Yeah, that's good. I think a lot of it too is also in the way what helps us receive feedback is being in that position or at least that posture of recognizing, hey, there's there's a gap here. There's something missing. I'm feeling like I'm giving my best effort or giving my best go at, at getting this thing done. But again, I need help on seeing my blind spots, what's in the peripheral that I'm not seeing, which would put you really, it's at the end of the day, it's humility saying, hey, I need help and I want you to speak to what I'm going through right now, what I'm working on or what I'm doing so I can make the proper adjustments and align it with where I'm trying to reach. And just to, just to put a point on it and make it clear, you know, unsolicited feedback can actually lead to resentment. So make sure that you're honest about the feedback that's helpful and the feedback that isn't helpful. And if you're the person providing feedback, just be willing to adjust your feedback accordingly there. So the good news is you don't have to stay stuck on a goal. Turn goal achievement into a team effort by enlisting others to encourage you, to check your thinking, join you in solidarity, and offer the feedback you need to move forward. Neil and Blake, are there any final thoughts that you may have for our focus on this listeners? You know, I was just reminded about how much I love you guys. A lot of the stories I said in this episode were me bringing you guys in on my goals, particularly Blake. So just thank you. Now I feel left out. Thank you. Thank you. I was encouraged and it quickly left. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Herbs, I'll invite you to lunch sometime and cry into some French fries for you so you feel included in my life <laughs> journey. I'll do that. I would be Let's willing get to that do on that. the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, a final thought, I guess, would be some of you may feel like 
especially I think in the wake of a year where a lot of our friendships or natural connection with people was disrupted. Do not be surprised, do not feel uniquely flawed if it feels like there's not a lot of people in your circle who can contribute in one of these specific ways that we mentioned right now. You will most likely need to use some energy and some forethought and actually seek out the contribution of others, be it encouragement, solidarity, feedback, a narrative check. So that would be, you know, don't expect that to just come your way. I think the final thought is just, it's normal to have to ask for that stuff. Uh, And rather than doubling down your energy on trying to bust down the door that won't open when you're trying to reach a goal, use some of that energy to seek somebody out that you trust or to, if you, you know, there's no one, build relationship with someone. You know, there's people that join our coaching program all every day because they need someone in their life who's been there and done that. And so they they literally are like, listen, I'm I'll, I'll pay for this coaching because that's so helpful. I've paid, Neil and I have both paid dearly for coaching just to get the feedback and encouragement that we need to hit big goals that we've never done before. So that's my final thought. Do not be surprised if you need to seek this out and specifically ask people in your life or hire people in your life or build friendship with people in your life so that you can get the contribution that you need. Thanks for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends. Remember, use the hashtag Focus on This Podcast. And we'll be here next week with another great episode. Until then, stay focused. Stay focused. <laughs> Neil, you left. <laughs> I said the wrong words. He, he got, he got distracted. He, all I heard was so. Po. I'm like, what? Yeah, so did I. My, my dog was knocking on the door, so I went to open the door real quick. Wait, should we do that again? Let's do that again. Nope. No, Keep, I- I'm keeping all this. Nope. No chance. No second chances. <laughs> I run, I run a tight focus. ship here. All right. Until next time. Fo. They fo. <laughs> oh, man. I'm never going to live this down. Is that okay? Is it is it okay that it's a book and not a person? Can we say that? You're not allowed to be encouraged, encouraged by books. Okay. <laughs> I saw a t-shirt in a window that encouraged me to quit my yeah. job. No, okay. <laughs> the, sh- the shirt said, verbs, quit your job. And you were like, what? <laughs> what are the chances? What is a what sign? Yeah. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our Full Focus Planner annual subscriptions. Get a year's supply of Full Focus Planners to power a year of achievement at fullfocusplanner.com.